When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Stephen Arsel, host of College Sports Now. We had a chance to catch up with the radio voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. You guys know him, Toby Rowland. He stopped by our podcast on Friday to talk a little OU Texas. We also talked about the Texas State Fair. This is what we do on our College Sports Now podcast. If you enjoy it, check us out on Twitter at CSNowTweets. You can also search College Sports Now wherever fine podcasts are served. Check us out. Give us a couple downloads. Rate, subscribe, enjoy. Michael Felder from Stadium TV and I breaking down a little OU Texas with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Felder Friday continues alongside Michael Felder from Stadium TV. I'm Stephen Hartzell. Appreciate you joining us here on a Friday. One of the big games of the week, obviously, Texas, Oklahoma, or I guess in some necks of the woods, it's got to be Oklahoma, Texas, right? We got Toby Rowland with us, the radio voice of the Sooners. Uh, Toby, this is a big-time game on Saturday, and based on how things went a year ago, I feel like the stakes are even higher. I mean, Oklahoma got beat by Texas. Obviously, they righted that in the Big 12 championship. Monster showdown on Saturday. You guys have to be excited about this one. Yeah, you, good thing you uh, righted yourself there. You, I almost hung up on you when you said Texas-Oklahoma. That, that's not the. Uh, there's a correct order to this game, and uh, on this side of the Red River, it's OU Texas for sure, but no, it's a big one. Uh, it is obviously two highly ranked teams that still feel like they have a shot at a college football playoff appearance. Two high-profile quarterbacks, two of the young, bright minds in college coaching. So I think we're in for a fun one again. What's the matchup for you, Toby? Like, you break this thing down, you, you prep for your opponent. I know you know Oklahoma's roster better than just about anybody. But when you're looking at this thing from the broadcast booth on Saturday, first couple of series... What's the one matchup for you that you're going to be kind of keying in on? Can Oklahoma contain Sam Ellinger in the run game? Last year, in both games, Ellinger was able to get four, five, six yards of carry anytime he wanted. Third down, fourth down, didn't matter. And Oklahoma really couldn't do anything about it. They believe they're a new defense this year under Alex Grinch. They have played significantly better early in the season, but it's been against inferior competition. And uh, this is a, this is a step up in class, and this is really the ultimate test to determine whether they are indeed better, like we all think they are. But if they can't 
uh, keep Ellinger from getting five, six yards of carry anytime he wants, it could be another long day in the Cotton Bowl. Um, Toby, looking at this Oklahoma defense, and I want to stick on that because you mentioned Sam Ellinger, but they've Texas has shown some some promise with Keontae Ingram, with Rashawn Johnson in the run game, and with their offensive line getting hat on hat. Do you think this Oklahoma defense is better, more prepared? I love like seeing Kenneth Murray make tackles going towards the line of scrimmage instead of driving guys down. The pre-snap and the post-snap movement from the defensive line. Do you think that puts them in a prime position to go out and make these plays that you that you mentioned against Sam Ellinger and that running game? Well, I think so. I think all the indicators through the first five games are very encouraging for this Oklahoma defense. Um, what Alex Lynch wanted to do and make them more aggressive up front, they've looked that way. They've been able to get into the backfield, um, cause problems for opposing quarterbacks. Uh, so all of the indicators have been very encouraging. It looks different. It, it, you know, The rally to the football, the effort, the energy – Everything on that side of the ball this year looks different. I think it is right to be cautiously optimistic if you're a Sooner fan until they play this game to actually say whether or not this defense has improved. So my, my answer to your question is I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so, and I think they have put themselves in a better position than a year ago. Uh- Toby, I, I'm I'm curious. I'm going to ask the Jalen Hurts question, right? And and you know, Felder and I were kind of joking how far we were going to get into this before I had to ask about Hurts. But you know, given who he's followed at that position. Are you at all surprised with the success that he's had early on? Because I think nationally people just assume Oklahoma transfer quarterback stats, but I mean, he's fit in there so well. I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised not that he's played well, not that they've won, but that he's thrown the ball as well as he has, you know, that was kind of the knock on him coming in is was he a good enough passer to play in the Lincoln-Riley system? And for his accuracy to be what it has been, his completion percentage, his touchdown-to-interception ratio is uh, remarkable. He, he has very rarely put the ball in a dangerous position, and he's been great. So in that regard, I've, I've certainly been surprised. It's, uh, I thought his legs would give teams problems. Didn't know he would be the leading rusher in the country for a quarterback, but it's really his arm that uh, has been surprising—a very pleasant surprise—and and I think it's a it's a great story. You know, he's kind of been unchanged, so to speak, from what he was asked to do at Alabama, and that's no knock on Alabama when you've got a defense like they had and a running game like they've had through the years. I think the um, the charge for Jalen, in many ways, was don't screw it up. And uh, that's not the case here. That's not what Lincoln wants from his quarterbacks. He wants them to go make plays and not be afraid to take risks and throw the ball down the field. And and Jalen has taken to that quickly and been very good at it. Yeah, I think that unchain is the big key because he's doing a lot of stuff that we saw him do at Alabama. He's doing a lot more of it at Oklahoma, which I think goes a long way. Uh, speaking of the run game, though, uh, new offensive linemen, four new starters on that offensive line. Do we expect those guys to, in this first kind of real, this first big moment, do you expect them to be up for the challenge? Well, that's a good question, Mario. I think for the on the offensive side of the ball for Oklahoma, that's the, the big unknown in this game. And not only do they have four new offensive linemen, but they're a little banged up there. The two tackles, starting tackles, did not play last week against Kansas. Um, Lincoln has said that they're both highly questionable for this game. I, I think there is a chance that they get Adrian Ely back, who is the 
right tackle, but it might not be a great chance. They have been okay so far this year. I would say um, by comparison to a year ago, it's been disappointing because a year ago they were the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line and put four guys in the NFL and they just blowed people down. It hasn't been that way so far this year, but they are number five in the country, I believe, in rushing. They have given up only four sacks in five games. So statistically, it's not like they've been bad. But it is a question mark with, with those injuries, with all the guys who haven't played in this game before up front, and with Texas being pretty salty in their front seven. Uh, if that O-line can hold up, I think it gives OU a great chance of winning this game. Hey, speaking of salty, uh, Toby, I, I want to ask you about food, okay? Because you're at the Texas State <laughs> Fair, all right? And like yeah. anybody who's ever been to a fair knows that, you know, aside from the people watching, uh, you got to eat. So, I, you know, look, I know you got a long day ahead of you on Saturday. I don't know how long Oklahoma's pregame show is, but the game kicks at 11 a.m. I know you're going to be on the air at the crack of dawn. How do you handle the food? Because you got to kind of pace yourself, right, at the State Fair. Like, w- what's your go-to when you're in Dallas this week? Well, there. have you been to this game before? I have not, no. I, I've been to okay. plenty of state fairs, but I have not been to the uh, Texas OU game. I beg your pardon, the OU-Texas game. Thank you very much. Uh, you've got to get here. The, uh, the atmosphere, I think it's the single greatest game in American sports. I don't know if there's a bigger rivalry. I haven't been to all of them. I can't answer that question. But for a single game in a single setting on a single day, I don't think we've ever done it better than OU Texas. And a big part of that is the fair. And the absolute must for me is the Fletcher's Corny Dogs. And I have to have one of those pregame and one of them postgame every year. Now, you can get as adventurous as you want after that. They will deep fry anything for you, and they do. I'm not super adventurous in that regard. I need my corn dogs. If we win the game, I might treat myself to a funnel cake. We'll see. But uh, the the corn dogs are are kind of what they're famous for down here, and they're they're unbelievable. Man, we had Craig Way, the radio voice of Texas, on the show to break this thing down last year. He said the same thing. He said he was a corny yep. dog guy. And in, in this neck of the woods, Toby, I, I've never heard of it referred to as a corny dog. Well, it's a corn dog, but the Fle- the Fletcher specifically, the company that that sells them at the state fair calls them corny dogs. That's why, that's why he says it that way. So uh, the, if you say corny dog, you are specifically referring to the Fletcher's corny dog that you can only get at the uh, Texas state fair. And I don't know what they put in their batter. It might not be legal. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it is unbelievable. All right. I'm, I'm going to finish. I'm going to wrap up here for with you, Toby. Um, you mentioned funnel cake. Now, are you just a funnel cake powdered sugar guy? Or are you going with the topping? Uh, I'm just a funnel cake powdered sugar guy. I'm not going to, uh, if you put some fruit on there, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to throw it away. I'll Chocolate. eat it. I mean, you, look at a picture of me. You you know I'm not going <laughs> to throw much away. But, uh, yeah, I could do some chocolate. Now, it, it can get crazy at the State Fair. Now, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not too adventurous. I don't want any seafood or meat on my funnel cakes or anything like that. But you can fruit, chocolate, I could do that, yeah. Wow. What time are you guys going on Saturday morning? 7 a.m. Wow. Central time. Wow. Ooh. That's a long day. Yeah, see, that's what that's what Craig said a year ago. He's like, look, guys, it's a long day. I mean, you, you really can't go too hard. 
because you're going to be on the air for eight or nine hours. You will fall asleep. I mean, it's it's, it's possible. Hey, uh, last one, Toby. Are you expecting a shootout? I mean, I, the, the you know the, the boys in Vegas say this thing's going to be 75 points, but you'd be surprised if it's not. You know what? Maybe first team to 35, first team to 40 wins this thing. What do you think? I think it'll be less than a year ago. I I think that we'll see more field goals and and punts in this game than we have in recent years. I do think the Oklahoma defense is better. Now, this is not going to be Michigan-Iowa, uh, but I'm not sure we're getting to 48-45 this year. I think this is a reasonably played game, high 20s, low 30s, somewhere in that area. Offenses are good, but I think the defenses are a little bit better. The pressure ramps up in these games, and so I, I think we see, may see a little more defense than last year. I mean, we're still going to bust out a couple of oh mamas, though. I mean, we got to have that. Yes, I, I hope so. That's entirely uh, dependent upon Lincoln Riley's play calling. Okay, so uh, my hopes are <laughs> high. Yeah, good stuff, Toby. Enjoy your work. Have a great call on Saturday. We'll be listening. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game.